Spags, I was worried Nana Pete was going to get the show canceled, but it appears like all things, we are very resilient and we survived that show yesterday. We did. We overcame it despite Pete pushing the boundaries. But today we're going to lean in on the themes from yesterday and bring in the taut buttocks of Greg Ehrenberg, of course, <laughs> one of my pals from over at Osmo doing great content every single day over there. We are going to talk about our ride or die picks. And we're going to compare some fantasy football players to house buying real adult content coming up on this week's Splash Play. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another edition of Splash Play, the fantasy football podcast for every game under the sun. And once again, I'm Chris Spags, joined by your friend and mine, Peter Overzet, and our other friend on the internet, Greg Ehrenberg. Greg, it has been too long since we've done a show together. How's everything in life been? Not only has it been too long, but you and I, I mean, I, I never told you this. You were like one of my best friends for a short period of time because I was hanging out with you every single night. And uh, yeah, now we've gone our we've gone our separate ways. You're doing well. I'm doing well. We're all homeowners now, which is also a very adult thing of us. But yeah, everything's good. Because you got to smash the like button for, for owning houses. That's really what <laughs> I think the correlation play is there. And of course, make sure to follow Greg at G Ehrenberg DFS, where he is regularly giving out some quality bets in addition to information. And of course, trolling people heavily, which I know, Greg, is one of the passions that you and Pete share. Yeah, it is uh, the sole reason for my existence. It is. So I know a lot of people put out content. They're like, boy, I hope people like this. I hope everything makes people upset, though. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, you guys have a good, you know, content creator to troll ratio. Uh, Ship my money. Adam over at Osimo is great at this. Osimo's troll game is very solid. You guys do a good job. Nolan is good at trolling on Twitter. It's is that part of your kind of company efforts? Um, no, I, I don't, I think, I think it just kind of happens to, to be that way. I don't know if I put Nolan in the category of some shit stir on, on Twitter, but I, I don't know. <laughs> you can tell Pete was looking for one more name and he's like, and Nolan, of course. <laughs> yeah, Do you guys follow Nolan on Twitter? That guy's always stirring up shit. I don't know what Nolan you guys follow. I, I, I don't know. There must be some other one that gets more than two <laughs> engagements on his, on his tweets that, that I'm not aware of. And I, I, hopefully he's hopefully he's watching this, too. But uh, I think I think it's just like minded personalities. And then I know that that's one thing that maybe the only thing that Ab and I bond over is uh, is making people upset on Twitter. Well, one thing we can bond over real fast, because I I would be doing my job poorly if I didn't give a shout out to our pal, Eric Lindquist, who I did get some face-to-face time before I left LA with. I mentioned to Greg as part of the pitch of Greg coming on the show is that, Greg, you can do this, and if you don't do it, I'll invite Eric on. So uh, one thing I want you to be aware of, Greg, right here, actually, nope, this hand, uh, (laughs) Puppet Lindquist has made the cut here. Greg had to deal with me doing puppeteering work on a show that we did at Osmo uh, called The Tip-Off, where we basically just did things, both you and I respectively especially, just did things that entertain ourselves and for me that did include puppeteering yeah so uh the show itself in terms of there's a reason the show doesn't exist anymore and part of it part of it was because it was it was you and i doing a lot of uh, a lot of nonsense but once you told me that if i didn't come on the show eric Linquist was gonna get some sort of opportunity for exposure <laughs> i was like we can't have that happening Exactly. And our girl Kayla now is uh, doing MAGA betting over at <laughs> Outkick. I like Kayla a lot, but I think it's funny that Outkick's like, yeah, you know, we're here for your Republican news and also some betting picks. Yeah. And, you know, because the tip off show went so well, I'm sure they were watching. They're like, boy, we need more of this. 
<laughs> on that note, guys, let's get into some of the items here. And we got to talk about some of the news that actually matters. But first of all, let's give the plug to Football Outsiders. Go over there, footballoutsiders.com slash subscribe. Sure, you could pay that expensive money for Awesome O and get all that great data, but why not get a different look, which is 99 cents a week over at, I feel like I'm doing the penny store now. I'm doing <laughs> the, the dollar store. But hey, that's the deal we have at footballoutsiders.com. Supplement your other DFS sites, your Osmos, your Run the Sims, whatever you're out there doing with, with the Football Outsiders data. DVOA, of course, is the one you hear about all the time. Bill Simmons can't stop talking about it. I was listening to the podcast while uh, cutting my own hair today like a poor person, I guess, really is what that was. Uh, and he was talking about DVOA and so excited that we're picking the Patriots to go to the Super Bowl right now at Football Outsiders. So go see what everybody's talking about, footballoutsiders.com slash subscribe. And of course, make sure you are subscribed to the Peach channel and the Splash Play channel so you can see whenever we are going live. But some of the news going on out there, and uh, Greg, I don't know where you stand on this guy, but Pete has been my my one I've given all the credit for success for, but DeAndre Swift officially ruled out Jamal Williams looking like uber chalk on the Osmo ownership projections walls everywhere else out there. So Greg, how are you going to handle this one with him in a, a spot at home against Minnesota? You know, it's hard to say because I think a lot of it's going to depend on what kind of other value plays open up, but at least as of now, and I, I, I did build lineups earlier today because I've been doing this lineup building show with Matt Savoca and Jamal Williams ended up being my most rostered player in that build I did. So at least as of now, to me, he's good chalk. He's only 5,400 on ZK. He's going to be involved in the passing game, which I think that we could just look at kind of what him and Swift did, add it together. And I think that's what Jamal Williams is roughly going to be about, you know, not exactly the same efficiency, but it's a game I expect they're going to be trailing to the Minnesota Vikings. And this is that I've totally made up off the top of my head, but like 90% of DeAndre Swift's fantasy production shares come in garbage time. And I think Jamal Williams could hold that mantle this weekend. Pete, how are you feeling about Jamal Williams after you have to now transfer your love over perhaps from DeAndre <laughs> Swift, or are you going to be a real tournament bro for some of your single entries and not go Jamal Williams way? Yeah, I, I'm curious to see how the ownership shakes out in that range because there's a lot of good plays. You have Antonio Gibson at 5,700. You have Connor at 5,900. And also, I think you can toss in David Montgomery at 5,600. So I think my take would be if Jamal Williams really separates ownership-wise from those guys, I'd probably just play one of the other ones. Um, however, if it stays pretty jumbled up, I do think Jamal Williams is, is the best play of those guys. That same game, we're going to have Alex Madison going on the other side. Dalvin Cook going to be out at least this week, probably a few more. And the last time that we had an Alex Madison start, I believe, was week five, where uh, he went absolutely nuts, put up 30 fantasy points against this same Detroit Lions team. So, Pete, are you willing to pay the premium price tag for Alex Madison, not at anywhere near the discount Jamal Williams is going to be? Yeah, it's it's hard right now. It seems like he is going to be, you know, rostered at about the same clip as, you know, Henderson and Fournette. We'll have to find out what's going on with Henderson. He hasn't been practicing. I do worry if Henderson's out. I mean, that could really funnel a decent amount of ownership over to more Madison and, and Fournette there. But uh, yeah, he looks like a great play as well. I definitely want to take stabs at that game, whether it's, you know, Jamal Williams with the Vikings passing game or, you know, playing Madison, maybe even with the Vikings D, you know, that kind of correlation or something there. But yeah, we've seen Madison. We talked about it with Arif. He's actually been better in the passing game than Dalvin Cook has this year. So yeah, he has room for a monster ceiling. Greg, how about you? You want to go Madison's way? Or are you looking at a Justin Jefferson and Adam Thielen, who's uh, seems like he's due for that touchdown regression, but keeps getting there week after week. Any of these Vikings jumping out to you? 
Yeah, so I think one thing that Pete said before that really rings true to me is at least as of now, the ownership's kind of jumbled. It's not like Jamal Williams is crazy chalk right now. At least the ownership projections uh, over at Osmo.com, which are free to look at today. We have Jamal Williams projected for 18% ownership right now. I do expect that's going to get up as we get closer to lock, but it's not like we're looking at somebody who's like 40% owned. And then same for somebody like Alexander Madison. He's projected for 15% ownership. Now, I understand he's been priced up to 7600 but realistically, will we project Dalvin Cook any differently than we project Alexander Madison in this matchup against the Detroit Lions? I don't think so. To me, it's kind of the same fantasy production. We're just getting a cheaper version of Dalvin Cook. Yeah, I think it's a reasonable way to look at it. Uh, the Giants, some guys that are probably not going to be the most interesting, but I'm going to ask the question. Sterling Shepard, Kadarius, Sony, both officially doubtful. Daniel Jones now going to be out in a weird situation. I guess it's a neck issue that he practiced through, even though he was ruled out, then practiced, then they then they decided they cared about his neck more. I don't really know. <laughs> Either way, though, Greg, Mike Glennon, 4K flat on DK this week. You going to play any Mike Glennon for yourself? Uh, no, the Dolphins defense certainly looks more appealing, but it's, it's going to be hard for me as is the Giants offense has totally sucked this year. And now we're throwing Mike Glennon to the mix. Glennon started early in the year. He looked fairly terrible. So I can't trust any of these Giants wide receivers. I understand a lot of guys are going to be out, but uh, I think the Dolphins defense is going to be the way I want to go here. Pete, how about you? You want to play some Giants given that, you know, Mike Glennon has not looked terrible when he was filling in for Jones a little bit earlier in the year. No, I'm not excited. Uh, they now have that game as the lowest uh, over under on the week. It's down to 40. The Giants have the lowest implied team total on the slate. It's just a, a super gross spot. I mean, they've been struggling to perform even when they have all their studs in the lineup. So I don't really see how this is a good spot for them. Um, yeah, I, this is a stay away from me. And I'm curious what happens with Dolphins defense. Uh, I assume people are going to be very excited to play them at 3,300. Yeah, very low total in this one. The Giants implied total 16, uh, 17 and a half in this game. So I uh, wouldn't be surprised to see that come down even more with some of the news that's come out today. Uh, Darren Waller also officially out after Foster Moreau played over 75 snaps uh, the last time that Darren Waller was injured mid-game on Thanksgiving. Pete, how about you? Who gets the biggest boost in this spot versus Washington? Yeah, I mean, Moreau looks like one of the best uh you know, pump plays that we've had in a while. It's been so hard to find anything under 4k at both wide receiver and tight end. And, you know, Moreau, I'm just like looking at a ceiling projection. I'm seeing around an 18 ceiling projection that's up there with like the 5k wide receivers. So, I mean, he looks like an awesome play just, you know, in a vacuum, even if you're using him, you know, in the flex and you're rolling out two tight ends. So yeah, the thing I like about it is that he plays in the late game. Um, I think in small field, he's going to be 45, 50% owned. So you can see how you do early. If you need to swap off of him, he'll be very popular. If you're crushing, I think you can let him ride. Greg, how about you? Do you want any Foster Moreau or maybe a Hunter Renfro? It does seem like he's projecting really well according to the Osmo projections. Yeah, I think this is a pretty good situation for double stacks with Derek Carr because the targets are going to be so concentrated. There's no Henry Ruggs in the picture anymore because he's uh, not an upstanding citizen of the law. So he's he's not an option. So you really get in a situation where you look at Derek Carr and individually Darren Waller being out doesn't necessarily make him a better target, but it kind of does for me just because we know where those targets are going towards. If Derek Carr has a big game, it's going to be Hunter Renfro. It's going to be Foster Moreau. Hopefully it's not Deshaun Jackson catching like a 60-yard touchdown pass because that would be something that would be suboptimal for my lineups based on the current build I have. But I think the double stacks with Derek Carr, Foster Moreau, Hunter Renfro, good, good way to start GPP lineups. So now that enough time has passed the rugs thing, and to be clear, I'm not going to make a joke here. It's oh, more God. of a theoretical question. Can He's we talk very... about the puppet instead? 
<laughs> well, the puppet does live. He's there and well-featured. So our pal Eric is going to be very happy. Rug's very fast on the ground, right? Do you think that plays into him driving exorbitantly no, fast? No, don't just, like, just don't do this, Spags. I'm, I'm just asking a question. Just, Greg, Greg will answer it. Yeah, I'm taking, if Pete's taking that side, I'm taking the opposite side. I think absolutely. I think he only has one speed and it's fast. And I also, I'm going to agree with Spags. I think he's innocent. Good point. <laughs> yes, that's, Pete, any comment? Uh, football outsiders, I will continue to send in an invoice even when you are no longer employing specs. <laughs> uh, tough but fair. <laughs> as long as Pete's getting paid, that's really the only reason we do the show. On the Washington football team side of this game and not the Henry Rugg side, J.D. McKissick going to be out following a slate-breaking performance. Uh, <laughs> Tom Sorcy got on the show yesterday. Good good time to get in, Tom, because now my Ruggs behavior, I guess, is going to get us in trouble. Wendell Smallwood reportedly going to take a lot of the McKissick role. Uh, Pete Wendell Smallwood, is he on your radar? this week is a guy that could maybe get a ton of those checkdowns or you want to go Antonio Gibson's way uh yeah no I'm I'm definitely more on the Antonio Gibson I don't think I think there's so many good plays we were just saying at 5k that I don't think you have to dumpster dive at running back this week I saw Lou in the chat earlier saying uh Gibson without McKissick is probably his favorite so yeah I mean the whole thesis on Gibson coming into the year for the season long in redacted bros was like what if he does become the McCaffrey in Washington and gets all that passing down work. We were all salivating over that because he is a former wide receiver in college too, that can really catch the ball. So yeah, this is a wheels up spot for Antonio Gibson and I'm not messing with Smallwood. Greg, you want to get any small, do you want to get any Smallwood in your life? Greg? No, that's, that's not my, that's not my preference. Really? You should invite Spags over. Yeah. It's oh. not my, yeah. We'll, we'll come over. We'll wear our free rug shirts together. It'll be, it'll be a great time. It'll be a great time. We'll I'll get there real fast, wood. Greg. You're not that far now. If I'm doing 150 miles an hour, we'll be there in about an hour flat. Yeah. Maybe even, maybe even less. It's, you know, who knows? We'd have to put the, the world's greatest mathematicians on it to figure out the, the division and whatnot. But yeah, I think that we look at the Antonio Gibson situation. I like him a bunch this week. And also, not that popular. Something else I think is going to change right now projected for 13.7% ownership. He's probably going to be more popular over the weekend, but as long as it's not egregious ownership, I think he's once again, another really good play to look at in the 5k range alongside Jamal Williams, the two primary targets for me there. So now this goes against, I wish I had changed the order up, but what Pete just said about dumpster diving for running back, David Johnson still hasn't practiced this week, and that could set up Rex Burkhead, Pete, for over 50 snaps. <laughs> what, what, what is this show sheet? Like, why are you bringing up, like, the shittiest plays? There's so many other things we could be talking about. But David Johnson being out is important. There's still, like, 25 <laughs> snaps a game. Greg, I'm going to ask you then, Rex Burkhead, if David Johnson's out, is he in play for you at all? And also worth noting, Brandon Cooks and Chris Conley did return to practice today. I'm just going to say this later on when we're doing some over-unders and confidence, I'm making you bet on Rex Burkhead at some point now. That's yeah. you have to, cause you're, you're forcing him into the show and your run sheet, which I was not privy to ahead of time, but you know, I, you I know he's in, it I know he's in there now. Yeah. yeah. It's so, so now, which, cause I know I've worked with Spags. I know the tremendous amount of preparation he does for all of his shows, uh, but no, I'm not going to roster Rex Burkhead, but I think you should be forced to now. Look, all I'm saying is last the last time that the Texans played, 33 snaps went Rex Burkhead's way, 22 went David Johnson's. If you gave Rex Burkhead 55 snaps, it's a pretty good workload for Rex Burkhead. Mm-hmm. Good plan. YouTube chat knows. Uh, the last news item here, Sunday night game, Melvin Gordon did not practice once again before they play at Kansas City. And Greg, I asked you, because Pete, well, we, Pete and I talked about this a little bit, and I think I know where he'll stand, but does this seem like a spot where Javante Williams is going to have his first true RB1 game, perhaps heading into a, a draft season next year, where you got to imagine he's going to be going pretty high? 
Uh, I would think so. And, you know, it's it's a showdown slate, so it's pretty far out. Uh, but I would assume he's going to be the guy and probably a good look at what is going to happen to him next year. I would think if he does well with Melvin Gordon out, he's going to be a first-round pick probably in fantasy leagues going to next year, assuming Melvin Gordon isn't back. So a little bit of a glimpse into the future of the backfield for Denver. And Pete, do you have any final thoughts on Javante Williams here? I'm sure you'll be talking about it more on some of your shows over the weekend, but uh, Melvin Gordon potentially being out now, it does seem like it could be the the time the sunlight here for your boy Javante. Yeah, Greg, do you know about two of the bets that I made with Spags uh, this offseason? He made uh, me two, tell me. two separate bets that uh, one, Mike Davis would be a top 10 running back this year, and the other that Melvin Gordon would be a top uh, to be clear, it was one bet that that one of them would be a top 12 running back. I'm not paying you $200 for the privilege of these two assholes. Are you? I actually need to go look at my spreadsheet. No, it, I wrote this bet a $100 down. bet that one of them was going to be a top 12 back. Spags bet $100 if Mike Davis and Melvin Gordon top 12. Oh, and we have a $100 one on LaVisca versus Mike Davis, too. That's our other one. Oh, did we? And we also have the $100 on Josh Reynolds outperforming Amon Ross A. Brown. You didn't let me get that action. That was with someone else. No, on that the was on an episode before that one. Your, right, your well, bet sheet is inaccurate and not representative of the the quality of the Football Outsiders brand. <laughs> well, as as the guest on the show, I will happily arbitrate uh, arbitrate whatever money Spags owes to whoever it is. Tell me what episode that this is from. I'm going to dig it up. I'm going to watch it. And I'll make an official ruling, and I do not think it's going to go in Chris Spags' favor. It's unfair. I know there was an episode where when Josh Reynolds first asked for his release, and I was like, he's asking for his release to go play with Jared Goff. I think he's doing that for a reason. And Pete's like, Josh Reynolds, blah, more like Reynolds wrapped, wrap him up in trash, etc. And I was like, $100 that he's the top scoring receiver over Amon Ross St. Brown. And Pete was like, yeah, $100, no problem. That's Looking what I all right. Well, 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 luckily we we do have an official accountant and we have Greg willing to do some contract work to own you. So, I mean, this is this is great. We'll, we'll I mean, I the need the Josh Reynolds one now to hedge against the other ones that are clearly going to lose. <laughs> <laughs> That's the main thing. I feel like Mike Davis versus Visca might be a true sweat. We're going to have to check that. Yeah, oh, Visca's Melvin got Gordon. it. Visca's got it. Hi, from your lips to God's ears, Greg. <laughs> yeah. Melvin Gordon had a chance, I feel like, to be top 12, but now him being hurt, like if he missed one game, like he's fucked. And I think that's where we're going now. And that's that's the downside of that bet. Either way, though, it is time. Speaking of fantasy players as houses, we've all either bought or in the process of buying and moving houses between myself, Greg, and Pete. And uh, I think we need to compare some fantasy football, uh, football players to the house buying process for a special segment for Greg. And, and Greg, I know the people on the Osmo streams might remember. They might not even remember it because you've been in the new house for a while, but your house was a real struggle to get going. I feel like there was it was like a comedy of errors where roofs were falling the second that you thought you're going to be ready to move in. So just catch the people up on what that process was like for you. Uh, it was uh, it went poorly. So the, the the house I bought is very old and I bought it in October of last year. I thought I was moving in in December and I moved in like three months ago for a little. That's how long it took for me to get everything up and running here. Then I moved in and like the week after I moved in, there was a hurricane here. A house down the street exploded and then my roof was leaking. I was like, oh, no, this is a disaster. But every everything's uh, everything's good now. And my dad's good at fixing stuff when he comes over. Th that's the thing I'm so jealous of because my, my dad's extremely handy too. And like the amount of simple, you know, tasks that I run into that I've just completely lost. Like I had a, a towel rack in my bathroom that came undone and I waited like a year and a half until the next time my dad was out here to have him <laughs> fix the towel rack. Like I, I was so inept. I didn't even call my own handyman. I was just like, I'll just wait till dad comes home to, to fix it. I mean, what happened to our generation?
What could be wrong with the towel rack, though? Were you just not putting it on? Was it, you just weren't hanging the towel? No, it, basically the the screws that had it in came undone, and then I was trying to respackle it to be able to re-put it into the same spot instead of having to make new holes, and it was it was a whole thing. It was a whole thing, Greg. And- do you do that? Cause when my dad comes over and fix it, my, my parents live like 20 minutes away from me. I pretend I'm helping, but I just stand there and watch him and like not occasionally be like, Oh yeah, look, he's, he's doing that with that tool there. That, Oh, that's what I, I do that now with my father-in-law who lives close to me. Like I just talk as much like, you know, inside <laughs> baseball stuff to just make it seem like I'm not such a beta cuck. Um, <laughs> yeah, exactly. It doesn't go that well. well yeah. It's even worse for me guys. I've been hiring people over the last two weeks to get shit right here. And I just have to stand there and watch them and also really own that. I'm bad at stuff where I'm like, yeah, pretty good at assembling things. Not so good at repairing <laughs> things. <laughs> I, I just got cringe thinking of spag small talk in that situation. It's unfair. I am as charismatic and charming human being as everybody's watching the stream as Greg can tell you as as my best friend for so it's, long. He can tell it, you. It, it, he's got probably these like big strong guys they're carrying you know, this heavy furniture up the stairs or whatever, and he's explained to him how he just cut his hair by himself recently. Yeah, no, I look, I I fully own it. I go like, oh man, like I wish I were good at this stuff, but I'm not only lived in apartments. That's actually a pretty good excuse to be like only lived in apartments because then they're like, oh, cool. It's you're you're forced into this by society instead of your own lack of masculinity. That's what I'm going to go. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Because it's it's well known that people who live in apartments don't know how to use a screwdriver. <laughs> like mounting a 75 inch TV. I, and I swear, I'm actually curious if the chat would agree with this. I would not trust myself to mount a 75 inch TV. If there were a million dollars on the line, like I wouldn't trust that that TV wouldn't fall down within a one week window. Even if I looked at every YouTube video, if I looked up everything had the best equipment, I just don't trust myself with that. And I know Pete, if you would, but I, I feel like that's one I take no shame in that one at all. No, uh, that one is terrifying. Uh, I would, I would never attempt that. I mean, the things I've even tried to attempt is is laughably small. Uh, I'm just so willing to. So I got my standing desk last year, um, you know, and it comes in pieces and, you know, they have instructions and whatever. And I just wanted to click the button that said, you want to hire someone to come over for one hundred and eighty dollars and put it together. I was about to click it. And, and Lauren's like, no, she's like, I'll help you put it together. So then there I am with my wife putting my desk together because she wouldn't let me. See, I, I, I'm willing to pay anyone to do stuff so I don't have to do it. Isn't this why we we make content? We're trying to just make enough money so we can pay other people to put our desks together. Yeah, yeah, or we just or we just wait for our dad. And w- one other thing before we uh, move on, because we I feel like we're starting to beat this topic to uh to uh, like beating a dead horse. The yet, views are going but, up, so it's the exact oh, okay. All right, so, so the, the people yeah. love it. <laughs> if you look over my shoulder. There's uh, one picture on the wall. There was a while where there was no pictures on the wall. I have other pictures, but. I have not hung them up yet because I'm waiting for my dad to come over to hang them up. They've been sitting. <laughs> they've been sitting. I, I've got pictures. People ask me, they're like, "Do you not have memorabilia or anything to hang up?" I've got stuff. I've got signed bats. I've got other pictures here, but nothing's going up until my dad comes back over to hang it up. I will say, you finally outdid me because I do put up my own uh, posters and uh, and paintings and wall art here. So I, I finally got one up on old Greg. Oh, there we go. And also tea time in the chat saying, I sold TVs. That shit didn't turn out well for some, LOL. I agree. I feel like there's probably a lot of people who come in and go like, oh man, my TV fell over. Could you guys give me a new TV? And they're like, no, you idiot. You should have fucking hired a professional. It was worth every penny. Worth every penny. 
All right, houses though. Let's, let's do the comparison. So uh, this is one that I talked about on the show, but I'm going to do, uh, it's an obvious one. We've already talked about this guy on the show, Mike Davis. So when I got this house, I was like, cool. Like we, we did the virtual tour online. We couldn't obviously come out to Pennsylvania and do it and whatever. So we did the Zoom tour. This room was a big selling point for me because it's like, cool, I could have a studio space. My girlfriend won't have to hear my inane ramblings and, and our, <laughs> she's really got sick of our Italian characters being in the room next door. That much is for sure. And I got this room, knocked the power out within... Um, within like basically five minutes of setting up the room, some lamp fell down to ruin the wiring. I had to have a man come in and fix it. So Mike Davis is the initial room where the concept was so great. And then when I had the electrician come and fix it, it became Cordero Patterson. And now I'm in a fully fleshed out Cordero Patterson room. So that's my comp that I'm going to offer up, Pete. I love it. I love it. Uh, you know, I'm impressed. I would think that you would not want to tee me up to shit on Mike Davis more, but uh, you're a masochist and uh, I appreciate you heading into the eye of the storm there. Um, all right, I'm going to do one that is incredibly specific, um, but I have this Roku remote in, in my office here. It's the main TV that I'll throw on, and I've tried to use the phone app version of the Roku remote just to make it easier, but whatever, I don't like it. But the batteries will, basically the connection will lose itself every once in a while. And I'll have to spend an hour either finding new batteries or like, you know, retaking them in and out just to try to get the remote to reconnect. So my comp fair is I get so excited. I get Roku. It's finally time. I get to watch TV. It's AJ Brown. We're ready to do it. And then in the first quarter, he gets injured and then you're done. And so it's like, I'm ready to sit down, got the TV dinner, ready to watch something. Roku remote. No. So, so much potential. And yet, Always a pain in my ass. That is AJ Brown for me this year. You say you're eating TV dinners? I ate a TV. No, like a kid watching. <laughs> it's a it's an expression, Spags. I'm watching TV while I Nobody eat dinner. Nobody calls a dinner while eating while watching TV a TV dinner. Yes, they do. Spags. I, I not- have to be honest. This is new to me as well. What you guys think I'm eating? Hungry man's out of the microwave yes, over here. Absolutely. Yes. <laughs> Get out of here. Devour because you're like a cool bro, and you're (laughs) that's who they're marketing to. I in when when I grow up, if you didn't eat your dinner at the dinner table, it was a TV dinner. You're eating it somewhere else. No, that's insane. Yes, we also drank pop. Oh, that's that's also insane. (laughs) Soda all the way. If you say pop, I don't (laughs) I don't even want to know you anymore. Greg, how about yeah? There we go. P Lap wants Greg's help assembling a standing desk or Pete's help. I guess Pete, Greg, if you want to help too. Uh, but you're gonna help him assemble that desk, Pete? No, no, my services are. uh, I'll do it for a thousand dollars an hour. (laughs) Greg R saying it's been a tough DFS season. Pete's having TV dinners. (laughs) Yeah, he's having TV dinners, but uh, standing. The the reason he's getting a standing desk because he can't afford a chair. He's just going to collapse over, not getting nutrients from those frozen TV dinners. <laughs> Greg, you got a home issue you want to compare to a player? <laughs> I wouldn't necessarily call this a home issue, but I did look up the worst hotel in the world, and it is called the Pocono Plaza Inn in Stroudsburg, PA, and everything looks terrible here, but people seem to like to go to this just to experience the poor service, the shitty rooms, and I, going there is a bad idea. Then after you leave, it also doesn't go particularly well because you went there just because you knew it was going to be bad service. So I'm going to bring back Mike Davis, who I think is the Pocono Plaza in of running backs because Spags, for some reason, has talked himself into Mike Davis as being some superstar. I saw some pictures of his quads on Twitter. was like, this is the guy that I want a piece of. And then it went poorly, but you should have known it was going poorly going in. So uh, the the Pocono Plaza Inn in Strasburg, PA is Mike Davis. I'm looking up the images on Google Images, and it doesn't look that bad. The TripAdvisor seems much less favorable. 
are we all doing Mike Davis ones? Should I, should I compare him to my trash can? I, I mean, I want in on this. I mean, if it's anybody else that I like, I guess you could also bring them into the loop too. I, I have one Mike, uh, one non Mike Davis one, and I'll say, and this one again, I did my show prep here. As Greg knows, I love to prepare for shows. One of my my cho most choice things to do uh, before a show. Zach Wilson and Justin Fields, and this is something that actually uh, my girlfriend dug into on Reddit because we were initially feeling some pains of like, oh, we bought this house. These people tried to fix shit. They fixed it poorly. Whatever should have got a new construction zach wilson and justin fields to me are like new construction houses where you think it's going to be oh it's going to be fantastic they're coming in going to change everything doing all the stuff deep throws all things you want to see and then you get it and it's like oh this house is actually built by a guy who only built dog houses before and i feel like that's basically what zach wilson and justin fields are like to me just two guys come in looking beautiful and pristine and you go in there and it's basically like they don't even know how to install a roof that's my comparison <laughs> great prep work <laughs> i like that one um i was trying to think uh so my, you know, every year I have to get my snowblower out and this goes back to me not being handy. Like I'm fine doing the snowblowing. I just hate having to think about the maintenance. Like if I have to change a fucking spark plug on it, then I'm just having a meltdown. Uh, so I, I feel like my snowblower is like Saquon Barkley, where it's just like, if I can get that bad boy started on the first pull of the season, like it's pure bliss. But if I don't get it on that first poll and I have to start going into the user manual and trying to figure out where the problem is, or I have to think about not only do I have to get this over to someone else, um, but now I have to find a way to transport it, all of this stuff. So Saquon Barkley, if you can get him to start, it's great. Otherwise, he is just a royal headache for your fantasy teams. Build like a spark plug too. So I'm yeah. <laughs> Greg, you got anything else here? We want to move on. I'll do I'll do one one. I'll I'll do one more. So a fixer upper, right? You got you got this thing where maybe a lot of people have given up on a house and be like, you know, it has potential, but it never quite gets there. It never quite uh, never quite gets there. That was hard to get out. But then eventually you just find that you become the magical owner who you could turn it around and you could turn what was another man's trash into somebody else's treasure. And that is Cordero Patterson, who <laughs> how many how many times did Cordero Patterson tr different teams try him out? And it, it was it was the the arrested development meme where it's like it didn't it didn't work out for us, but it's going to it didn't work out for them, but it's going to work for us this time. How many teams has Patterson been on? And he's actually a legitimate fantasy superstar now. So that is the uh, the fixer-upper who went through a lot of owners, but he's come through now. So here's it. the question I would have. Cordell Patterson, I know we could talk, like the usage has been there. He's getting a ton of work. Do we think that part of it was that he just saw Mike Davis and was like, this guy got paid to play running back? And then he like, <laughs> figured out he could finally be good at something. And that's like, I think Mike Davis maybe deserves the credit for Cordell Patterson's success. Yeah, I think that's true. If, if he didn't totally terrible and just suck then patterson never would have gotten an opportunity that i yeah patterson is like you know if you had uh we had like a a tv an old tv that i had just put in a box and then you find like a new place for it you have an extra room or say you move somewhere new and then you're like oh i actually have a spot for this new for this old tv that's just been sitting in my base that's cordell patterson he's just been the same guy for 10 years you're like oh yeah i have this thing that I can use. And uh, I have been very upset because I've seen people say that LaVisca Chenault is on the Cordero Patterson trajectory. <laughs> hey, <laughs> not the good side of it. <laughs> so how many, how many years then, how many years in teams does LaVisca have to go through before he realizes that he could be everything Pete thought he could be? 
that TV is probably going to sit in my basement for four more years before I find <laughs> a spot for it. And our, our guy Tom asking, uh, who was on yesterday's show, if you want to check it out, you could see him and how he did in his low ball competition. The real question is, who's the broken septic system? I think given the amount of times he's had the poops this year, it's probably Lamar Jackson. That, that, that poop shuffle he had the one game he missed coming in, I thought was hilarious. Wow. Uh, yeah, so you're taking that literal, uh, yes. the broken septic system, which it does <laughs> appear he has. All right, let's keep it going here. And Greg, tell, give the people the plugs here. Of course, we don't need to plug Osmo at this point. They are the most ubiquitous DFS channel out there. And one, as Greg knows, I literally have the shows on. I haven't worked there in the last, but I've got six months. Time flies when you're not having fun. Uh, I would say uh, that it's honestly just great background fighter when you're building lineups for NBA. Greg and Eric and, and Terry, the rotating crew on there. Josh, of course, uh, given the great news. So that's my personal plug. I don't work there and I still engage with a lot of the content. But Greg, tell people what they can find over at the Osmo YouTube channel. Yeah, follow the YouTube channel. You'll find me on there frequently. I don't do anything else. Like I'm doing NBA Live before lock this year. Now that now that Spags is going doing his own thing, I do it every single day, other than Sunday night. So usually there, and follow me on Twitter at G Ehrenberg DFS. I always I'm always uh, retweeting the links for anything I'm on. Yeah, go check it out. Osmo, definitely one of the premier data providers out there and uh, the one that I would swear by, even though they are not paying me. And as Pete knows, <laughs> I don't like giving away free plugs, but I'm going to do that just for our friends over at Osmo. Proud of me, Pete? I am proud of you. Spags, uh, Greg, I don't know if he ever did this when he was doing the Osmo shows, but he's the king of like starting a very, you know, earnest plug and then finding a way to add a caveat or a backhanded <laughs> compliment to that plug. I'll be like, yeah, great work at Osmo, even though they're no longer employing me anymore. <laughs> Well, because the thing is, Pete, you're spot you're like a NASCAR driver where you're sponsored for everything. Whereas I have to point out these are in fact just my real thoughts. I'm not getting any money for them, including football outsiders. <laughs> so I, I, I think the other thing too, though, is because we're kind of wired a little bit separately, uh, uh, similarly in this way, where it's hard to have the self confidence sometimes to be like people should like me. So everything, and this is definitely a Northeast thing. You feel more comfortable when somebody tells you that you look bad or there's some kind of backhanded compliment. It's like an old Colin Quinn joke he had where. If, if you're in New York and somebody says to you like, oh, nice shirt, you'll be like, what's what's wrong with it? What's what's wrong with my shirt? But then but then if somebody says to you like, hey, fuckhead, nice shirt, you'd be like, hey, yeah, thanks. That is a, that is a good point. It helps. It helps frame it in a very nice way. I will All right. That. Spags, proceed back to your weird way of doing plugs. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's uh, let's make sure guys hit the like button if you can. If you're watching on Peach channel or the Splash Play channel, whether it be live or after the fact, does help us get seen by more people. So please click that like button now. And on the Osmo channel too, anything you watch on YouTube, click that like button. I'll give there's another backhanded plug for everybody out there, but really <laughs> click like here first and foremost. But I uh, I think. Are we done with troll play of the week, by the way, or do we want to just sneak it in and, and then do ride or dies? I feel like ride or dies now has gotten so onerous. Yeah, I feel like troll play of the week is it can be fit into ride or die if it comes up naturally, but let's yeah, not it's, force it. Spread. And it's so obvious it's Josh Reynolds when everybody's playing Jamal Williams. It's nice that you admit that your favorite player in the NFL is a troll. <laughs> oh, he's he's a handsome boy with a single-digit uniform, which I like a lot in my DFS <laughs> picks. But let's go ride-or-die picks. And Pete, as always, I'm going to ask you to tee it up here. Greg got the briefing here that the show has really degenerated completely since the last time he was on at the end of the season, I think, for the conference championships. So, Pete, tell Greg and everybody out there what they can look forward to with our ride-or-die picks. Yeah, I I normally do the uh, the guest booking for this show, and Spags did it, and so I'm normally the one that has to type up explaining to the guests what is going on uh, there. So I do just have to ask, what did Spags prep you for? What did he say this segment has turned into? 
He, not really anything, or if he did, I didn't read it. But you know, I, but but the other thing too is remember last time because I'm I, I don't know if this is true or not, but I'm just gonna say it is. I'm the first ever repeat guest in the history of Splash Play. If that's not the case, don't don't inform me otherwise. But if you remember when I was on the first time, he came up with the idea that I was an improv master, and so we went ahead for, as if I was a professional improver. So I figured it, maybe it's best if I don't know whatever plans he has. I uh, I've I stumbled across that when I was getting the the thumbnail and the show prepped and uh we did that show last january during the playoffs and i stumbled upon the video and i just scanned and there was uh because i was looking for a thumbnail image for you and so i actually took the screenshot from that show uh but we were doing a scene about andy reed eating hamburgers or something i think was the suggestion and uh I think it was one of our better shows, Greg. So uh, apparently we did fine. So I'm actually going to pull up the DMs. I'm going to make sure there's nothing egregious that we said here. And I'm actually going to screen share because Pete said, I don't share my screen enough. I'm a loser. Oh, who when did I ever screen. say that? Oh. I think the other show, you were like, oh, you'd never share your screen. Because yeah. uh, I, I don't use the same computer for my browsing as I do for streaming here. But uh, can you see my, my screen share? There we go. So you can see what I did here. What's be ready for? We'll do a news injuries catch up. The ride or dive pick segment for every game is similar to last time, but it's gone insane where we're negotiating to try to get 10 points for very unlikely things mostly. And I said, you could take normal bets if you want. And we'll do a segment comparing fantasy players to various house issues. See, I feel like that's a perfectly reasonable explanation. I think I did a great job. Yeah, and then I think I responded with something about tax evasion, if I remember correctly. Yeah, yeah then we did. Then we had our usual banter, <laughs> as best friends will have after not communicating for a little bit. So, <laughs> I, honestly, I just don't want to bother Greg because I know the grind. Osmo, like the Osmo hosts, put in more grind time. I guess Pete does too. Honestly, everybody besides me puts in a lot of grind time. Now I just <laughs> there it is. Time. The classic compliment <laughs> with the undercut there. No, that was a, that was self-deprecating. Was that no? Not? I, that's what I said. That's I used to work really hard, and now I'm just like you know, just hoping. Spags, you knows. work hard, literally. If I made a show sheet like you do for every one of my shows, I would I would work 20 hours a week. Yeah, that's actually the one thing that I did not or do sorry. that very well at Osmo, besides for the yeah, tip-off, and then yeah, I got yeah. better at it. And because Osmo made me do show sheets at a great depth. By the way, I so there's one that you made a template for that I copy and paste and use it for every show I, I'm hosting. <laughs> See? I'm an innovator. And Greg, I'm glad can reap the benefits here as the director of DFS content and a man that I enjoy more than anybody, especially Eric Lindquist. Yep. Um, all right, back to what you initially asked me. So, yes, we are going to go give our ride or die a bold prediction for each game. It can be DFS related, fantasy points, it could be sports betting, a prop, basically anything. And then it will either be assigned a, a one pointer, a three pointer, a 10 pointer. I think of one pointers as a 50 50 chance if you're just taking a side on the spread. A three pointer would be like a 33% chance, you know, a guy outscoring his teammate who's projected for four more points, something like that. And then the 10 pointer or the Hail Mary something with less than a 10% chance of happening. And really the new meta of the show is Spags trying to, you know, say stuff that has, you know, like a 40% chance of happening and asking for a 10 pointer for it. So we just have to shoot that shit right down, Greg. All right. Yeah. yeah. Tough, but fair. First game up chargers, 23.8 implied points, Cincinnati Bengals, 26.8 implied points on this one. And uh, Pete, I'll let you set the bar then since you're the king of the rider. Darbergs. <laughs> What's this uh what's this over under at Spags? I normally don't do sports betting, but I think I might have a hot take here. 50 and a half. Yeah, 50, 50 and a half. And a half. <sighs> do I get a 10 pointer if there are more than 60 points scored in this game? No. Like 65. Okay, 65 deal. All right, Greg, would you have agreed that's a 10 pointer? 
probably not. I mean, we could just look up what the odds are. Oh, yeah, there that. are the alternative. Yeah, that's uh, one that I've been betting a lot recently of the alternative lines because there are really weird lines on like FanDuel in particular, I think, for some of those. No, I mean, we've done this with looking up uh, Zach, Zach Pascal's Pascal. anytime <laughs> touchdown prop, and it really derails the show. Yeah, Greg, we had uh, we had Al Snizzle on for an episode, and we were like, Zach Pascal, it's got to be like a, a 10-pointer, right, if he scores a touchdown. And the books had it as plus 150 for Zach Pascal to score a touchdown. And I'll tell you, he did not score a touchdown. Yeah, well, also, the, the prop odds for touchdowns are totally terrible. It's really similar when you and I used to talk about the home run prop odds. would be like, yeah, just don't bet most of these. They're generally crappy odds. And by the way, I did pull it up. The alternate odds for 60-plus points scored in that game, it is plus 280. For 65, it's plus 480. Plus 480? So yes. the implied probability of that is 17%. What do I get up to 70? Um, Let's see. 70 oh. is 8 to 1. Okay, 8 to so 1. It, so it should be like 67 and a half, basically, then. All right, 67 and a half. That's my 10-pointer. Uh, I love, honestly, I wish there were a way to do this, like, very quickly like because that's like amazing information to have for this game in particular probably for the best i guess because we would have we need what we need is like a tony reality stat boy who calculates some of the actual you know odds of these in real time and then helps us negotiate Good Maybe lines. something to ask for budget wise in the off season <laughs> when we're doing a recap of Friday Night Lights to fill. Just, just make it a college kid who's an intern. And be like, hey, listen, you're not allowed to wear a shirt. We grease you up. You stand in the back, and we and we kick it to you. We need some stats information. You pop I just kind of assume Spags already had one of those in his basement. Yeah, that's, that's why I suggested it. <laughs> Exclusively, the people I'm hiring to do work around the house are shirtless <laughs> men that I could also grease up. That's part of the deal. That's part of the part of their tip, actually. All right. Well, we're one pick in. One. <laughs> So, okay, for me, in this game, I will take, um, how about if Tyler Boyd were to outscore Jamar Chase and T. Higgins, would that be a 10-pointer? See, this is Spags' classic shit. To me, that's like a 7-pointer, Greg. So, I'm just going to pull up really quickly. Like, here's the, just for reference, the projections we have at Osmo. We've got Tyler Boyd projected for 11.3 fantasy points. Jamar Chase projected a lot higher at 16.92, but there's a lot of variance with wide receivers. It's not like you're making some kind of crazy, crazy stand with Tyler Boyd. He's scored, you know, over 20 fantasy points a few times this year. So that's, that's I, would say, I would say if they out, if Tyler Boyd outscores the highest score of Jamar Chase and T Higgins by four points, I'll give you a 10 pointer. Oh, okay. I'll, I'll take that. I was going to say Joe Mixon too. So that, that seemed like an even lower. Even no, well, lower. that's actually because I I'm seeing Jamar chase around 17, Joe Mixon around 21. So that's exactly what we're kind of getting Add that extra four points on top of the. Okay. I'll, I'll take it. That's a good 10 pointer, Greg. Now, you know, the negotiation that goes on here as we've elaborated on this game into something that gives no useful information to anybody out there. So what do you want to pick? Uh, I'm going to say both Joe Mixon and Austin Eckler score over 20 fantasy points and I'll I'm going to put that as a five pointer. So there are no five pointers so oh, it is okay, a three sorry. pointer. Okay, three pointer. So it's three points then it's, it's one three it's or one, ten. Three or, we're all okay, okay. Four, five, so, six, seven, eight, nine. Hmm. And they're both projecting for I see what do you have? I see Eckler at 20.2, Joe Mixon at 21.3. So that that's a pretty classic three pointer. One would be a one pointer going over that, two would be a, a three. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll settle for that. I think that's, I think that's reasonable. Taking the three pointers, Greg, generally the more plus EV move. I've just given up on entirely in a form of silent protest against Pete, making this game into gibberish. 
the the people love it and they it's love true. seeing me win, honestly it is, it is our most popular segment now it does great in the views so pete's right i was wrong but and I, I will not say that very often on this show or in general in life next game of philadelphia 25.8 implied points new york jets 19.3 implied points so actually not a bad total for the jets and uh, greg i'll let you go first all right this is going to be my i'm, I'm gonna make this a 10 pointer and it is uh, Zach Wilson turns the ball over at least three times. Okay, so that includes interceptions and fumbles. Yeah, or whatever else he decides. <laughs> he gets up. To. <laughs> I think I think three interceptions is is or uh, three turnovers is enough for a ten spags. He's done it before this year though. Yeah, he's done I mean, it like, once. I'll give Greg it because I like Greg, but I feel like now now we're getting worked, and it's it's the exact opposite for old spags. I throw a ten pointer out there. It's like, oh, that should be a negative one pointer, and then that's yeah, fine. There's still random occurrences. I mean. Three seems like a lot. Three does seem like I'll, fine. I'll give it a 10. Pete, you can go before me. Um, okay. I will do. Uh, how about. Hmm. Can I do. I kind of want to do similar to Greg. But I don't. That's not very creative. Um. God, I really got stonewalled here. I got one I'll, ready if you, if you want to do one. Yeah, I need a second more for inspiration. Right. I will take, and this is one, this is also the troll play of the week, I guess. So I'll go in a different direction what we talked about. Elijah Moore, millionaire maker winning Q, uh, not QB, millionaire maker winning wide receiver. <laughs> I'll give you 100 QB. points if you're right on that. Right. <laughs> no, I, I think this is the week he bounces back and then is not mediocre. Even though I did take him in our low ball lineup, but my projections are a little too favorable for old Elijah. All right, I'll, I'll uh, do a classic Spags move, which is leveraging uh, Greg's pick instead. 10-pointer Zach Wilson outscores Jalen Hurts. No. Just a 1v1 QB. That's because it, it's it's not. Do you it, have, it's a big projection difference. It's 14.5 for Osmo compared to 22.1. I've got it as 16.8 for Wilson versus uh, 25 for Hurts. I mean, if he's throwing three interceptions, how's he outscoring Jalen Hurts? Great. <laughs> because Jalen Hurts is throwing four interceptions because he sucks sometimes too. Wow. Yeah. Spags, oh. you were going to give it to me. I, I I will give it to you, and I think I think it's nice because it, it's us working together for once. It's technically I know you discussed correlation plays with Stewart on the show before this. I was watching that before the show. It's a correlation play between us, Pete. It's nice. All right, suck it, Greg. It's a ten pointer. <laughs> <laughs> it's not my show. I've been overruled. Max. Hey. Oh yeah, we do. Okay. Here. Good there deal. Yeah, just just know that this is going to go favor favorably in Spag's favor when I'm ruling on how much money he owes you. Sure. <laughs> All right, I'll win you back. Yeah, over. We're going to owe you one hundred dollars on stupid bets instead of two hundred. <laughs> Next game up: Arizona twenty five point five implied points. Chicago eighteen implied points on their end. And I am due to go first, and I absolutely hate this game, so I don't even know. Good good choice by me. Um, man. I'm just going to take James Conner in the Millionaire America winning lineup. I know that's tough because of the ownership, as Pete has often pointed out here, but um, I just feel like he's he's due. I don't know. Pete, what do you want? Would you give me a 10-pointer if Darnell Mooney outscores DeAndre Hopkins and Christian Kirk combined? Yes. Oh, combined. Yeah, I think Combined. That's... Combined. Yeah. Right. So you're hoping for an AJ Green day? <laughs> is he back? I am always hoping for an AJ Green day. You know these facts. True. He is one of your favorites. The older, the better. That's what Pete <laughs> Greg, what do you want in this one? Arizona and Chicago. Huh. I'm going to go. You know what? I'm going to do the exact same one that Pete did, but I'm taking Rondale Moore 
instead of in, instead of instead of Darnell Mooney. So you're hmm. taking Rondell Moore outscores. You said Kirk Christian. And- Kirk, Kirk and Hopkins, and Hopkins combined. Okay. All right. Same one. You're just subbing more in for uh, Mooney. Yep. And, All right. and getting leverage on those plays in a more logical way than Pete's pick, I'd say. Yep. Great, great, great leverage. <laughs> how can he, how can I get more logical leverage on a play I made, Spags? No, well, no, 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 I am. I am because, because if Rondo Moore has a big game, that directly means that Christian Kirk, DeAndre Hopkins, okay. less like a All big right. game. You just putting random guys together. I'm, I'm strategizing here. But mm-hmm. I get royalties on the inspiration for the structure That's of true. that, right? You get all the windfall <laughs> that Greg is going to get from this. Yeah. <laughs> Pete gets, Pete gets one point if mine hits. <laughs> Next game up, Tampa Bay, 30.8 implied points. Atlanta, 19.8 implied points. Atlanta, an 11-point dog at home. And I think, Greg, we're back to you to go first. Boy, this is... Um, hmm. Would you give me, say, three points, Tom Brady for 300-plus yards and three passing touchdowns? For three points? I think that's a three-pointer. Yeah. Three, three passing touchdowns and 300 yards. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'll give that to you. All right, Pete, what do you want? Specs, would you give me, if the top five no, scores... No, no, top five are not going to be... Bu- no, no, no. That's one right. that Pete has beaten into the ground and really worked me on. It's going to be the difference, I feel like, in the season is, is those bets that you got. Uh, how about this? Falcons money line for 10. I think... I think that's fair. I mean, yeah, yeah, minus 11 or plus 11. Yeah. Okay. All right. Book it. Um, hmm. Now, do I want to correlate with Pete or leverage against Pete? That's the question. Um, what if Tampa Bay were to win by four touchdowns? Is that a 10 pointer? By 28? Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. By 28 points. Wait, wait, wait. Let's go to the alternate lines here again. Let's, <laughs> let's see. Let's yeah, see. What, let's a... see what the sports books have to say about this. The alternate lines, I feel like, may not look upon this favorably. 28 yeah. is an insane spread. It is. Is, it, re- is it really, though? How many times have the Falcons lost by 28 or more this year? It feels like it happens every other week. Mike Davis sure. won't let them lose by 28. That's <laughs> true. He's going to put the team on his back. <laughs> yeah, he's going to put the team on the back and run for a career-high 38 yards. That's actually how he's been running all year. It's like he's carrying an entire team of football players on his back. So all right, what is it, it, Greg? It is plus 250. 250? <laughs> yeah. To win by 28? So that's an implied oh, that's oh, wait, oh, wait, a... no, wait. Never mind. Sorry, I messed up. Okay. It is. Um... I was going to say that would be insane. It's a very it's, likely it's 28 plus, point it's still, win. It's still not that. It's plus 500. That's still not that 16 16 so that doesn't meet the uh the 10 percent threshold specs you got to go oh, up to what does he need to get to he the needs 35? to get to all right here we go he needs like to 30. get yeah it's uh 30 32 32 what's that on that one the uh, plus, the, plus the 750 yep that gets you to 11.8 percent. so we'll, we'll give that to okay you. cool i'll take <laughs> I'll take that 32 point bucks win. Oh boy. Don't gosh. bet that. Uh, please. Anyone, if you're headed to a sports, <laughs> no, those are terrible numbers. <laughs> it's so bad. I'm going to tease the lineup to 32. <laughs> People love teasers out there. <laughs> Play around that's with a, a lot. There. That Spags always tells me after the show, he's like, I want to be the next Bill Simmons. I'm going to start doing these teaser contents on splash foot. <laughs> A million dollar bets. Pete, we got to make Ryder Dad fix million dollars on each game. Then we're going to make it real good. <laughs> Tease it all the way up to 69. Got to say, not uh, bad. Bill Simmons impressions from either of us, I'd say. 
Thank you. <laughs> Greg, what do you want in this one? Or did you already pick? I forgot. I already picked. I did uh, Tom Brady 300 oh, yes, yards. Yeah, okay. Yeah, you got a good one. You got yeah. the most logical one here. Also, we didn't talk at all about Antonio Brown. What a shithead. What, is, what a silly situation. And also, what a shithead. Yeah, you also, guys decided you'd rather talk about Henry Ruggs than Mr. <laughs> Big Chest. Yeah, yeah, well, I mean, you can only you can only cape for so many heroes in the NFL. Henry <laughs> <laughs> Ruggs has always been my inspiration. I just had to finally get the takes out there that were pro rugs. You could say the rugs were pulled out from underneath them. Some could say. No, I, sh- I regret even mentioning his name again. <laughs> Indianapolis, 27.5 implied points. Houston, a 10-point dog at home, 17.5 implied points. Pete, you are due to go first. Um. Okay, I will. All right, Spags. You love yourself some Rex Burkhead. Mm-hmm. Ted Pointer, Rex Burkhead outscores Jonathan Taylor. <laughs> You're taking it. <laughs> <laughs> You're taking it. Was that gonna be yours? It was a thought. It was a thought bubble. I don't think I had to go all the way oh. with it with it to get the ten, but hey, I'll give it to you. Getting to cuck you on your pick is is <laughs> worth more to me than ten points ever could be. All right. Well, Greg, what do you want here? If it's a Rex Burkhead one, feel free. Um, I am going to, I'm trying to figure out who is the worst player that I could reasonably say will outscore Rex Burkhead. It um, is. I'll give you Arrow a name. Brown? I'll give you a name. What's your, Desmond, what's it? Desmond Patman wide receiver on the Colts projected for 0.8 points. That's a little too thin for me. How about I just go this for, I'll, for I'll give for, you Jason Cabinda running back on the lions. I don't know why he's pulling up in my sheet right now. <laughs> Granson, whatever, whatever that the Ky- third string Granson. Yeah. All right. Projected for two points. I'll go with uh, I'll go with Farrow Brown for three points to score more fantasy points than Rex Burkhead. Than Rex Burkhead this weekend. Okay. Deal. Well, I think that's yeah, that's fair. That's a th- is that a ten or is that a, a three? three? No, three, three. three. All right. For me, I will actually now not take Rex Burkhead because I forgot that I made the low probability crystal ball pick yesterday for one Brevin Jordan. Brevin Jordan. Uh, 10xing his salary would have to be a 10 pointer, would it not? 10xing his salary, it's 2500. Yeah, yeah, that's that should be more than a 10 pointer. I'll give it to you. <laughs> okay, I mean, to be clear, I still very much believe in Rex Burkhead. I just feel like the value has been squeezed out now on Rex Burkhead props. Hang on, so just to put a number to this, you're saying 25. Yeah, twenty five fantasy points for Brevin Jordan. Yes, I'll give you ten points for that. Okay. I, can I, can I, can I force a pick on Spags? I would love can we to. can we make a line on Brevin Jordan and Rex Burkhead's fantasy points combined? I mean, it seems like it's going to be fifty. <laughs> Based on what the touts are saying, I'll give you. You know, getting it in good versus bags on bets is a pastime of this show. So, what what are you proposing? Uh, I will say Rex Burkhead and how many how many fantasy points do you have them projected for combined, Spags? So I on my projections I have David Johnson out right now, which would have Burkhead at twelve point seven, and then where's where's Brevin at? Uh, and Brevin Jordan I would have at oh god at ten. So I guess combined they would be twenty two, like about twenty three. Okay, I will give you I'll I'll give you a courtesy fantasy point. I will take uh, under twenty under twenty two fantasy points for them combined. For a hundred bucks, hundred bucks. Fine. De- deal. So do we, how do I shake Greg's hand? Greg, give you me pat him hand. on. You yeah, pat I, him on I, I guess I have to go yeah. this way and then <laughs> I'm, just, okay. I'm raising the roof. There we okay, go. There we go. <laughs> oh, that was actually good. <laughs> it was I could doodle got a tap on the head that I thought really worked well when Pete did that. But <laughs> we need yeah. we need a montage of uh, all of our stream yard bits. 
Yeah, we we need a montage of a lot of things that I don't have saved, and I don't even know how we would time code them. <laughs> we didn't even do a clip. I was so, I was I told Pete last year I was like I'll do clips of like all of our guests to show like what a great thing we're doing. I fu- I would, was like so overwhelmed immediately and gave up. <laughs> I mean, maybe if you spent a little less time on the show sheet, maybe more time on the, <laughs> on the promo clips. Well, we'll keep it going. <laughs> now that I've been shamed. <laughs> You sounded so dejected. (laughs) Oh, because you're right. I know I should be doing more clips. It's just like we just feel like we need somebody else to do clips. I'm too lazy to do clips. Giants, 17.5 implied points. Miami, 22.5 implied points in this one. Everybody out for the Giants, it seems. And uh, I think Pete goes for, uh, or or am I due to go first? I forget. Whatever. Pete, go first. Uh, Okay. We got to get something involved with, uh, with Mike Glennon here. Can I get 10 points if Mike Glennon throws three touchdowns? Yeah, I'll give it to you. All right. Thank you. Uh, Greg, what do you want? Uh, I will do 10 points if the Giants score three or less total points. Okay. Ooh, okay. That's a good one. I know, uh, except he, Greg's probably looking at some implied <laughs> teaser bet on the books, and it's like a 30% chance to score less no, than No, no. it's. I mean, I could look it up right <laughs> no, now. No, don't but... look. Yeah, we, we've done it. Uh, Miami, right. apparently, according to Football Outsiders DVOA, only a 0.6% drop in passing DVOA. So I will say, well, see, you already made the big Mike Lennon pick. Mike Lennon, if he were to 4X his salary, so over 16 fantasy points, is that a 10? No. Because you set the bar too high. You set it too high. <laughs> no, he no, said it too it. low. He said it too me. low. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, yes. All right. Um, fuck. Uh, Devontae Parker is supposed to be back, right? Yeah. Um, how about Devontae Parker outscores Jalen Waddle? Three-pointer. I'll take that three. I don't love this game. I feel like gotta it's got to survive this one. Next game up, Minnesota, 27.3 implied points. Detroit, 19.8 implied points. Um, I will go first in this one, and I will say, oh, man, this is a tough one. I guess I, I got to take Josh Reynolds here. Josh Reynolds, over 20, uh, 20 fantasy points. Is that a 10-pointer? <sighs> I feel like that's a seven-pointer, Greg. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll give them. Uh, we don't do, we don't do seven. We don't we do know, seven That's pointers. what I'm saying. Spags middles it and then tries to get us to round up. That's his play. It's that's he's doubling angle. his median projection. Three pointer. Three pointer it is. Oh no, I'm not taking uh, 22 no. fantasy points. Is that a 10? Oh, you got fucking working me here. Fine. 23 and a half fantasy points for Josh Reynolds. Greg, what do you want now that Pete's working me like a speed bag? <laughs> uh, let's see. I am going to take Jamal Williams to be the highest scoring fantasy player in this game for three points. Yeah. yeah. Classic 10. A uh, classic three. Turnkey three. Some could say. Turnkey three. I will. I'll do a classic turnkey. Just an total off the shelf batteries included solution uh justin jefferson winning millie maker lineup all right that's a that's a classic 10 point that's one that arnold schwarzenegger would get off the shelves <laughs> and jiggle all the way for his child 
I mean, this is, it's such a play. You don't even have to call your father-in-law over to assemble it. That's, uh, <laughs> that's how nice of a play it is. <laughs> or a muscular man that you can oil up. <laughs> Whatever's available to you, I suppose. Yeah. Hopefully t- both. Uh, yeah, all the things in Spag's basement. <laughs> if you can mix them together, you got a porn genre that I think people are just dying for. Washington, 24 implied points. Las Vegas, 25 implied points. No Darren Waller in this one. And Greg, I think we're due for you to go first again. Yeah, so I am going to take 10-pointer Foster Moreau catches two touchdown passes. Yeah, Yeah, two touchdowns. Uh, I will leverage against this. Who's the shittiest player I can say to outscore Foster Moreau for 10 points? John Bates. Master John Bates, even (laughs) with Logan Thomas back? The same one. Um, how about Zay Jones outscores Foster Moreau? He ran 60 snaps last week. How about Adam Humphreys outscores Foster Moreau? Yeah, I think that's yeah, with that's Curtis Samuel back, DeAndre Carter <laughs> beasting out there. Diana I like the, see, the thing that's funniest to me about this segment is you make a pick that clearly you like in some respect, but then you try to negotiate it as if you think it's bad. It's it's <laughs> like sending a fantasy trade to right where you tell yeah. the other person why this is good for them. And then you're like, then why are you even trying to do this deal? <laughs> uh, right. Thank you, though. Adam no, Humphreys, Outscores, Foster Moreau. Um, you know, I'll, I'll just keep giving people millionaire maker winning picks. Hunter Renfro going to be the millionaire maker winning lap as well. So big week. Next game up, Jacksonville, 17.5 implied points. LA Rams, 30.5 implied points. They were a 13-point favorite despite the recent downturn. Pete, you can go first. 10-pointer for the brand. LaVisca Chanel outscores Matthew Stafford. Yeah, that's. I guess that would be a 10, and a very unfortunate 10 at that. (laughs) Greg, Greg, what do you want? Uh, I am going to... yeah, let's. I'll do Cooper Cup is going to be on the Millionaire Maker winner lineup. I haven't done that yet. Okay, All that's right. a very good 10-pointer. Very lofty projections for Cooper Cup that Odell's not practicing, though, which I feel like could make that an even better play. Yeah, it seems um, he's going to be out. Let's see. For me, okay. No, no, that's that can't go. That can't go, right? What if James O'Shaughnessy were to outscore Van Jefferson? Is that a 10-pointer? No. No. Van Jefferson ran 60 snaps, and Odell might be out. That we don't do mites around here. Right. Oh, Osha- sorry. O'Shaughnessy outscores who? Van um, Jefferson. No, I'm seeing a five point difference in their projection. That's a classic three pointer. Hmm, that, that projection must assume that, that Odell's <laughs> playing, I would think. Um, damn it. This is a tough one. Uh, how can I hurt you with LaVisca? Ch- oh, uh, Tavon Austin outscores LaVisca Chenault. Is that a 10 pointer? Oh, yes. yes. I'm so <laughs> hurt. <laughs> it's more that when it happens and then we have to talk about it the next day, I think that's when the hurt happens, not on the show now. Okay. Yes. I'll, I'll let you have that. I'm banking future hurt. Thank you. San Francisco, 24.8 implied points. Seattle, 21.3 implied points. And I am due to go first in this one. And. I, I'm not being very creative today, but I will say George Kittle in the Millie Maker winning lineup. Hmm. Okay. I think I just accidentally pressed on the noise canceling part of my new headphones, and now I can't hear myself talk. <laughs> <laughs> but that noise, that sweet noise is finally canceled. I have to take it off. I mean, it is. I just wish the noise can. Can I get the spags canceling portion of these headphones? Aww. 
actually you can't do a show i would think together spags generally cancels himself though from what i can experience um all right i want something with dk metcalf i'm just feeling an absolutely nuclear game from dk metcalf here i i, I need something more inspired than just millimaker lineup so i'll say uh dk metcalf over 30 dk points okay so over 40 dk metcalf points so like yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what like Never mind. I don't know. I really don't have anywhere to go with it. I just thought it was funny that it's, his name's DK Metcalf and you said DK points. Oh, I got like you. He's got his own special currency, like a strip club. Yeah, I, I made that joke on Twitter once that oh. I call him FD oh. Metcalf because uh, uh, I, I have prefer him on. No, <laughs> no you, you check out all the engagements that my <laughs> tweets get. I know. Greg, what do you want in this one with the Niners in Seattle? Well, for one, I think I can brag that I've I've not made any terrible DK Metcalfs on Twitter as of yet. There could be one coming down the pipe, but uh, I want to go with I'm going to go Tyler Lockett over uh, 30 DK Metcalf fantasy points because uh, I like that to directly uh, combat against Pete's Pete's prediction there. This is what it feels like to be a part of a team, I think, with having Greg on the show. It's not one of Pete's sycophants coming on here and going, oh, Peter Overs. Said <laughs> <laughs> Greg is keeping it real. Yeah, which one of our guests would you want to say did that, Spags? I, well, I just think the, the viewers more so. <laughs> <laughs> no, they are really uh, applauding Greg for being the the hardest. Uh, I don't know if this is the best way to say it. I just meant saying, damn, Greg is the hardest guest ever. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's what I want to be known for. I want to be known as yeah. the hardest guest in town. No yeah, you want wood from Greg Ehrenberg. You guys want to see what a hard motherfucker looks like? Take a long. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I am, good to be a gag I, am, I am putting Greg up there now that you guys are fucking best friends. I'm wearing a Pokemon shirt, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> what Pokemon? It's uh, it's Ash and Pikachu. But oh, it's, okay. It's I from the Pikachu guy. Yeah, oh. it's a hundred years in the or a thousand years in the future, so they're both zombies. Oh, well, that's sad. I don't like that. I like P- Pikachu's adorable. That's his one. Like the Island of Pikachu episode, one of my favorite things I think I've ever seen. Big, big fan of that one. Anyway, <laughs> Baltimore 24. You know, unless we want to talk more Pikachu. Pete, you got any thoughts? Pikachu? Nerd alert. <laughs> <laughs> you fucking have bought a Pokemon NFT at some point, you know. I it. have it. I, I missed the whole Pokemon phase. Oh, how dare you? Paul, wait, do you not know anything about? Do you have like no frame of reference for Pokemon? What do I, I I know where Pokemon exists within the cultural lexicon? Is that what you're asking me? But like you know, but like if I were like, oh Pikachu, would you be like, yeah, like I know Pikachu. I know who fucking Pikachu is. <laughs> oh, do you know who oh, Squirtle is. Oh. I Spags, I don't want to know what kind of stuff you're watching in incognito mode. <laughs> Squirtle evolves into Blastoise, Pete. That's <laughs> 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 what the show has evolved. No, uh, I could name like three Poke Charizard, isn't that one? Yeah. Yep. So you like you know the basic bitch Pokemon. Yeah, exactly. I literally just said, of course <laughs> this, I'm only gonna right, know this the guy doesn't even bit. know Mr. Mime, I bet. Oh, <laughs> what do you have? No childhood? <laughs> you guys just want to do a Pokemon cat? <laughs> oh, yes. So Snorlax. Here's the thing about Snorlax. <laughs> Corey's sake, Pete's being a real jigglypuff right now, but nowhere near the songbird that Jigglypuff is. I think we know that. Hey, right, what um what 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 Pokemon do you most relate to, Spags? Um I mean I do feel like Snorlax, like I like the vibes, like I like what he's about. What is he about, Spags? Eating and sleeping. Also, like Meowth, I always enjoyed Meowth, and I thought that he had a bad rap because of his friends. You know, like Team Rocket were up to some bad things, but Meowth was like pretty charming, pretty witty. Greg, how about you? 
Oh, I don't have one because I'm not a loser like you are. What a trap. What a trap. Baltimore, 24.3 implied points. The Pittsburgh Pikachus, 19.8 implied <laughs> points for them. And uh, Pete, you can go first because you don't know you don't know the pokes. Uh, no, I know the Yinzers, though. And I know that Ben Roethlisberger is absolutely toast. Um, Let's do something fun. Something spicy, something to all make us feel alive. I'll take a 10 pointer for Shad Bateman, is the highest scoring non QB in this game. Okay. I think that's a 10. It feels like a 10. Deontay, Najee, Andrews, Claypool. I think that's, I. it's not the most ambitious 10, but it's a solid 10. I'll give you that. Greg, what do you want? Uh, could I get, hmm. What if I go with, for 10 points, Sammy Watkins to be the leading receiver in this game? That would also be a 10. Yeah. Okay. Um, See, now you guys, I feel like, are taking ones that are logically ambitious. And I was going to say, Zach Gentry outscores Marquise Brown. But I feel like that's a 10, right? Yeah, that's a 10, Specs. Okay, Enjoy it. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) What's your projection for Zach Gentry? Just curious. Uh, one point three fantasy. <laughs> <laughs> so not good, Pete. Is what I'd so say. So your your one out is uh Marquise Brown getting injured on the first play. My one out is Pat Freermuth just you know being a fucking bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I'm yeah. tired of hearing Pat Pat Freermuth talk for a guy who puts up like ten fantasy points. Everyone's like, yeah, what a what a great play, Pat Freermuth. Get out of here, Pat Freermuth. Done with it. All Next right, game, wow. Denver. I mean, if we have Pat Freeman's thoughts, go ahead. I no, I just didn't know that you had <laughs> I, I didn't know that Pat Phil Helmuth hurt you so much. I hate that you say that name for him too, and I watch enough of your streams and I'm like fucking Pete with his Pat Phil Helmuth bit, and I, I'm tired of him. Tired of the hype around him. Eric so, Brown's better. I think we so all know. you so your bit is uh unironically mispronouncing his name instead? Yes. I don't even know how you pronounce it. Friar no, take There you go. You finally got it. Okay, well, sorry, Friar Tuckmuth is not one of my faves. Sunday Us? Night Football. No, it's if whatever. What? I just I think you could. I would like to see you come to appreciate Pat Phil Hummuth. And it's fun because when he scores, all of us get on Twitter and we say the mooth is on the looth. And like we have a lot of fun. Sounds, sounds as fun as Pokemon, I think. You get to do it a lot. He's got five touchdowns the last five games. Yeah, the booth is always on the loof. That's why Zach Gentry do. Touchdown aggression going to be coming his way. Denver, 18.8 implied points. Kansas City, 28.8 implied points. This is a Sunday night football, Greg, so you can just take a showdown winning captain, and that's a, a classic turnkey 10-pointer. Uh, I don't know I want to go with showdown winning captain, but how about... Could I go Darrell Williams for three points with more fantasy points than Clyde Edwards-Alaire? Pete? Sure. Yeah, that's a... I wouldn't say it's a turnkey three. It's a little avant-garde three, but we're known to get a little <laughs> little eccentric around here. Classic Jackson Pollock three. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Pete, what do you want? Do you want to do a showdown captain or you want to do something else? Yeah, I'll do Tyree Kill showdown captain. Okay, I think that's a good pick and the one that I was thinking about. So I will, in fact, leverage off of Pete and go to one Travis Kelsey being the showdown winning captain. Oh, man, I should have done. I'm now upset at myself that I didn't do Javante Williams winning captain with Gordon uh, now doubtful. Yeah, I actually, well, let's see. What is, I'm just curious what Gordon being out would do with the projections for me. 
Because I feel like it's got to be. He in, might... this, in this Spags model, it only adjusts like a point. <laughs> well, no, it, the team just loses by a lot more because of having <laughs> not, not having Melvin Gordon there for his expertise. Um, oh yeah, I would have I would have Javante at like twenty fantasy points. Oh, so that would be. I mean, I haven't really looked at this slate much, but without knowing where he's priced, that he's pretty clearly going to be a top value, correct? Yeah, he's seventy six hundred for the showdown. Yeah, that's that's a. I mean, that's a rock solid play. <laughs> no, I'll go on that limb and say if no, Melvin Gordon doesn't play, play Javante Williams looks pretty good. This show really ending with a whimper. <laughs> <laughs> on that note, Greg, please tell the people where they could see you probably in just about uh, three hours on another YouTube channel. I will. I will be on the uh, Osmo YouTube channel in a couple hours doing the NBA Live Before Lock. Hopefully Spags will be watching. If not, I'll be making fun of him anyway now. So uh, he'll, he'll still be included in the show at some point. Also, follow me on Twitter at GEirenbergDFS. And like this video, subscribe to Splash Play, subscribe to Pete's individual channel, follow Spags on Twitter for whatever reason, but uh, plug all you guys as well. Look at oh, that. I was you. about to say you did a plug without the classic undercut, but then you, you <laughs> hit him with the for whatever reason, and I see what you pro hosts, how you do it. It's just what we do. That's just what we do. And I will be watching, in fact, and then sometimes having to reply to the chat because they think if you leave a job, that means you got fired. I'm not always <laughs> getting fired. I sometimes leave things voluntarily <laughs> and try to do less work elsewhere. To be fair, it's a safe assumption you got fired. Oh, no. I've never I've never <laughs> once been fired in my life. Despite re inaccurate reporting, it was not the case. I asked, for, I asked to leave like a gentleman and get money so I can move across the country. <laughs> anyway. Pete, what do you got? Just watching you have a meltdown. That's all I, <laughs> I it's just like, it's one of, You guys don't understand because like it's like so insulting. It's like, yeah, I could keep a job. Like I'm able to keep jobs if I choose to. Um, yes, I uh I'll be back Sunday morning for a GPP show at uh 10 30 a.m. All right, so there you go. Subscribe to Pete's channel. Make sure to follow at Jarenberg DFS, follow at Peter Roberset, follow at Chris Spags, and follow at Splash Play Pod so you can find out whenever we're doing new shows, when we're having viewer guests on, all that stuff out there. And make sure to go to footballoutsiders.com slash subscribe to get more DVOA in your life. Uh, Going to be really helpful, especially for showdown slates to find the little angles that you need. And we'll be back with you guys Monday, 2.30 Eastern. So enjoy your weekends. Good luck.